This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. I don't know about you, but I thought to myself, I wonder what Sigourney Weaver thinks we should do during this election. You know? Yeah. I mean, she was so good in... And I wonder, what does she think we should do? Good news, she arrived at the DNC last night to tell us all about climate change. Uh, Last night was Pat's night to watch the DNC. Uh, so we'll quiz him on that because none of us think he actually did it. Uh, Bill Clinton spoke and, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, Barack Obama spoke and he dissed Bill Clinton a little bit. We'll, oh, oh, Pat doesn't know that part. I didn't know. I watched the whole speech. I didn't see him. You watched, you watched the whole speech last night? I did. We're going to go over that right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Sigourney Weaver, was she wearing her underpants that she was wearing in Alien? Yes. And her tank top? Yeah. Uh, white beater t-shirt, because that's always... <laughs> <laughs> that's always Surprisingly, no. No, really? I, I will say, she's well-preserved. Yeah. She looks good. Is she? She's just agonizingly yeah. bad with politics and climate change. I... It was last night the climate change It was night. climate change, gun grab, uh, and then bash Trump night. Uh, and they well, did it all, all incessantly. This is yeah, been... I think Obama is still speaking. I expect his speech to wrap up <laughs> by about 11 Eastern. Right. Uh, it was so long and tedious. Oh, it was, it was actually a painful experience. <laughs> have to watch that thing last night it actually physically hurt me <laughs> it was like hot poker try to find into my try eye. to find a place where barack obama dissed bill clinton well I'll see uh, maybe if you you're can... talking about this are you maybe you're referring to this part and even in the midst of crisis she listens to people and she keeps her cool and she treats everybody with respect and no matter how daunting the odds No matter how much people try to knock her down, she never, ever quits. That is the Hillary I know. That's the Hillary I've come to admire. And that's why I can say with confidence, there has never been a man or a woman, not me, not Bill, 
nobody okay. more qualified than Hillary Clinton to oh, serve as to president you. of the United States of America. <laughs> I, mean, I, I tried to trick you. I tried to trick you. I tried to get you to cave and say, he didn't diss. Uh, yeah. He I, kind of did, but he included I, himself. Yes. So when, it's he, not really when he includes dis. himself, you know he's yeah. just being... He's he's being magnanimous too. Yes, it's yes. self-deprecation a little bit, you know. To- and the first ever, I think, the first time ever he has said. First of all, he said that that Hillary's made mistakes, but so has he. I've never heard him admit that before. We all do. Yeah, we all do. What, wait, I didn't think you did because I've never heard you admit that before. That comes ever. with that comes with trying, Pat. Uh huh. <laughs> it's so hard to watch. No, I didn't watch it, but I heard he looked younger too last night. He seemed, he seemed pretty energized. Yeah, I think uh, the I think the the weight of these guys, uh, the weight of the presidency, coming off him a little, has come off of him yeah. and has come off of Michelle. I, I took this to Pat. I don't know if you saw this, but I thought he Barack Obama likes doing that a yes. lot more than he likes being president. He loves it. He loves I mean, giving speeches, and they say, loves it. It's the same thing with with Donald Trump, though. Donald Trump, that deal that he was trying to make with uh, Kasich. Yeah. was I'll give you foreign and domestic policy, which there's nothing left. <laughs> there's nothing left. I'll take the, you know what? I'm going to take space well, policy. Space. Yeah, I'm going to take space policy. <laughs> um, and then I will go out and make America great. I think both Barack Obama and Donald Trump believe that the most important thing that they can do, the best thing they can do is to give speeches. And, and you know, there's something to be said uh, about that theory uh, you know, Ronald Reagan happened to do both, but, you know, we haven't had a leader that could really go out and give great speeches and rally the troops. Now, Barack Obama has done that, where he's rallied everybody on the left to his side. Well, I should say everybody to the left except, you know, people who are regular Democrats. He's got all the Marxists and the revolutionaries there. They're just, I don't think there are very many regular Democrats anymore. I, you know, I don't think so either. It, it just, it's... Uh, as you watch this thing last night, and as you watch all these Hollywood stars come out and and proclaim how great the the DNC is, and most of them, most of them, by the way, hated Hillary's guts a few yeah. weeks ago, yeah. and now are slobbering all over her. But you can't possibly tell me that the House the House Committee on Un-American uh, Affairs was, was not legitimate and appropriate in Hollywood because. All the Hollywood children, all the Hollywood descendants. Hollywood is loaded with socialists and communists. That's almost all that's there. We can name a few, a handful of people who aren't. The vast majority of them are just absolute radicals. Absolute radicals. Mm. I mean, people would say the normal Democrat is Tim Kaine. I mean, that's a normal Democrat, right? Yeah. Did you think that watching it? Uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> you get, did, I, I will say this because I, you know, I uh, even yeah, I'm a glutton for punishment, and even though it was not my night, I did watch uh, the speeches. Yeah, watching Tim Kaine and anybody else make the a speech, and then watch Barack Obama, it's like little leaguers versus major leaguers. It really was. It, there was a huge juxtaposition between those two. Oh yeah. Kaine's speech. While I, I thought he sounded natural. Was just a bad speech. He's, oh, yeah, he's just rambling and bad. Look at this. Look at this. They've had Bill Clinton, mm-hmm. who was a great speech giver. He was probably the closest to Ronald Reagan we have had, where he could just connect with anybody. You know what I mean? He could walk into a room and he could kind of joke and connect with anybody. 
Um, so he's probably the closest the left has had to Ronald Reagan, in my lifetime at least. Um, then uh, you have Barack Obama, who is a pretty good speech giver. I mean, I, I think he's better at giving speeches than he has been in the last probably four to six years because all he's doing now is reading a prompter. Yeah, he's, he's good on teleprompter. He's not yeah, good off. He's good on teleprompter, but he's... I really, truly believe most of the speeches that he has given, he's not even pre-read. Not anymore. You, not anymore. Because you watch him uh-huh. uh, when he's good, and he's good. But you watch him over the last four years or so, most of the speeches he gives, you can tell he's reading it for the first time. And so, but they have two good speech givers in the last four presidents. What do we have? Yeah, I mean, we have George H. W. Bush. It was not good. It's horrible. George, George w. w. Bush was worse. Yeah, uh, and and now Donald Trump. And uh, it's true. I mean, we we just we mm-hmm. we cannot connect with heart, and that's all they connect with. That's why Hollywood. But that's where you need to connect. It's you do. And that's how they you win. Cannot connect. Look, there there was a uh, study done uh, on. Um, the effectiveness of stories. Uh, and uh, there's this, this uh, great documentary about it. And the researchers went in and, and did two things. They showed uh, an episode of the OC where somebody, so two kids were, uh, you know, in a relationship. They got pregnant and they had to deal with it. Then a top-of-the-line documentary that talked about how to deal with pregnancy and the dangers of it. Both of them had the same message. The kids, they followed the kids afterwards and see, and were looking for which group changed behavior, if at all. The group that was watching the OC changed their behavior. The hmm. group that watched the documentary, it was gone. No, nothing happened. That's pretty remarkable. And that's the difference between the GOP and the DNC. Yeah. The DNC can give us exactly the same information and it imprints on us. But it doesn't imprint unless you are that's why talk radio works for conservatives because it's generally fact-based, it's generally well thought out, long form. It's long form. It is Here's what I said. Here's the audio to back it up. And you're thinking, the audience, people get into talk radio and they think it's really easy. This is the, I've done all the mediums, all of them. This is the hardest medium to do. And it's because the audience is very unforgiving. If you don't know what you're talking about, they turn on you quickly. That's why liberal talk radio never works. Correct. Because they're not good at presenting just the facts right. and, and get having... taken apart on the phone when right. callers call in. Correct. And so it, it's not there. But when they are just telling stories, movies, television, it all imprints. It's why Ellen was the key to changing the views of America. And it is why Ellen, when she, she was first allowed, imagine, imagine any network allowing us to get on and say uh, and do an episode over and over and over again 
about how gay marriage is just wrong, how we shouldn't accept gays as a as a mainstream lifestyle. You'd never be able to do that. Nobody would allow that. Okay, no network, no network would think I could get away with that or I would do it. But that's the exact opposite of of where they were when Ellen was going on and saying, I'm going to be an an active lesbian on television, and I'm going to make the show about that. ABC was like, okay, go for it, until the ratings fell apart. And then what did the left do? So first, they planted the seeds, and they allowed them to plant the seeds. That shows you where Hollywood is. They allowed them to do that while Hollywood is trying to silence anyone else who has a different opposing view. They allow that to go. And then when it fails with the public, the left knew she's the one that will make the difference. So she, she is, at the, you have to remember Ellen at the time. Everybody liked Ellen, but everybody was sick of Ellen jamming this down America's throats. Remember? Mm-hmm. And so what happened? They took her off and they completely cleansed her and said, restart your career and just be you. Leave that out. Everybody knows that about you. Now let them love you. And it, and, worked. And it worked. It worked. And it worked. Darn right it did. Because they're good at telling the story. And what did they do? They, and, I, and I'm not saying that this is some grand master plan, but you can't tell me that some people weren't thinking this way. Ellen was so likable, you know she'll connect with people's hearts. You like her. And so the storyline was just her. She's likable. And she got into your heart. And you're thinking now that conflict, that internal conflict in America's psyche is, well, wait a minute. She's not bad. She's good. How can this be? And it worked. We completely dismiss that. And we're never allowed to do it. Instead, what do we do to ourselves? I'm sorry, I know a lot of people like God's not dead. I didn't. I don't think I've ever said this on the air. I walked out of it. And here's why I walked out of it. I was sitting with my daughter, um, Hannah, and I said, let's go see God's not dead. About 40 minutes into it, I looked at her and I said, can we go? And she said, oh, dad, I've been praying you would say that. (laughs) And here's why. We talked about it on the way. What they did was they made atheists and... They demonized them. They demonized them. They did to them Mm -hmm. what we do, what happens to us. Mm -hmm. We're better than that. And They were were all one-dimensional people. One-dimensional people. And instead, we're not... We're not giving people the chance to let America fall in love with us. Fall in love with us. There's, show me the show. Show me anything except for Tim Allen. Show me the show where you can get into your heart and you're like, I like those people. I really like those people. We're always presented, whether it's religiously or politically, we're always presented in a way where we're not likable. And if you are likable, remember, when I was at CNN, when I was at CNN and not a member of the Fox thing and not having a huge political impact, I was the fourth most admired man in the world, according to AP. Now, I think that was wrong, but I was likable. 
I did the same thing, but began to have an impact on Fox. And they had to demonize. They had to destroy. It's, it's fascinating to watch. And when we learn our lesson and we get into culture and we start, we start to realize we're not, we cannot play. It might feel good to have a movie come out where we get to slap people all across the face. But that's not helpful. That's not helpful. And that's not the way to change people's minds because as the Democrats know, change people's hearts and their minds really don't matter. Now this, government's attempt at more gun restrictions driving up um, demand for more firearms. Last night, that's what, that's what this was about. It was about climate change and gun grabbing. And anybody who thinks that, uh, do you have the audio of the, uh, the person... Um, uh, the delegate who was saying yesterday, oh, yeah, absolutely, we've got to take all the guns away. We, gotta, we have to do what Australia did. You'll find that. It's amazing. Anyway, Americans are turning to Liberty Safes more than any other brand to protect their guns. We have Liberty Safes here at The Blaze. One of the best things I have done for the security of my stuff, security of my guns, also the security of, of my wedding pictures and everything else. I know it's not going to burn down in a fire or be sucked up with a uh, tornado. If it is, they found Liberty Safes a block away from their house as they were ripped out of the concrete. And uh, Liberty Safe, it, everything in it is still safe. They have found them where a house fire has happened. Everything is burned down to the fireplace. And the Liberty Safe, everything in it is still fine. Go to libertysafe.com, type in your zip code and find the top dealers near you. One of the biggest retailers is Gander Mountain, has more than 160 stores nationwide. And right now, Gander Mountain is having their biggest sales event of the year. Liberty's summer blowout sale. Starting at $459, you can save hundreds on Liberty Safes along with factory rebates on select models. Hurry, sale ends next week, August 5th. So go to LibertySafe.com and find the store nearest you, the nearest Liberty Safe dealer or a Gander Mountain store. It's LibertySafe.com where you're going to find the best safes money can buy. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This, this is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. I am a big fan of disruptive ideas, and this year, Casper Mattresses is on the top of my list. Hi, it's Glenn Beck, and I love sleeping on my Casper mattress. Casper is an obsessively engineered mattress at an unbelievably fair price. It combines springy latex and supportive memory foams to create an award-winning sleep service with just the right sink and just the right bounce. And better yet, it breathes so you don't wake up drenched in sweat. Time Magazine named it one of the best inventions of 2015. In fact, it's now the most awarded mattress of the decade. Try Casper for 100 nights risk-free in your home. And if you don't love it, they're going to pick it up and refund everything. Imagine that, a company so confident that their product is what you want, that they'll offer a 100% refund. Made in America, with free shipping and returns to U.S. and Canada. Get $50 off of any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash glen and use the promo code glen. Terms and conditions do apply. Go to casper.com slash glen, casper.com slash 
Glenn. See thousands of artifacts from early America, World War II, pop culture, movie history, and more as Mercury Museum presents Liars or Liberty, August 5th through August 7th in Las Colinas, Texas. Visit glennbeck.com slash liars or liberty for tickets and details. Uh, this is um, uh, this is coinciding with the release next week, next Tuesday, of my new book, Liars, uh, How Progressives Exploit Our Fears for Power and Control. If you want to beat Hillary Clinton... You have to know the game they are playing. I contend that we are now in America 2.0, that America as we know it, the founders that we hold up founded a different country. The fundamental transformation of America is finished. And uh, we are in a different America. And as I told you when I was at Fox, the next president will set the course It makes me nervous because I don't agree with either of these choices. Those both courses are off the tracks of our founders. Um, But progressivism, this book was written because history is always written by the winners. The progressives have won. And if we don't preserve this history... Uh, it will be lost, and our children must know this. So this is a book not only for you, but it is for your children and for your grandchildren. Please learn this yourself and plant these stories and these facts deeply into your children. This is not a book that is just facts and figures. There's a lot of those in there. This is a book that tells the story of how America was taken by liars. Grab it now. Um, you can or pre-order at glenbeck.com slash liars, or you can order from Barnes & Noble or Amazon.com, but order it now. It comes out in bookstores Tuesday. Liars, the new book by yours truly. Back in a minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Program. So who was the most effective last night uh, at the convention? Who moved the mo- who moved the needle the most? Because a lot of this, you know, Barack Obama, if you watch it again, as somebody who is who is who follows politics, mm-hmm. you know, you're not going to listen to Barack Obama unless you've already fallen into that camp. If you're an average person and you lean towards the Democrats, um, you're going you're gonna to listen to him, and you'd be fine with that. However, brilliant move last night from the Democrats. They added someone late. Very late, and he wasn't on the list at all at the beginning of uh, the week, but 
they added Michael Bloomberg, and, and here is uh, just some of what he had to say last Times night. Times when I disagree with Hillary Clinton. But let me tell you, whatever our disagreements may be, I've come here to say we must put them aside for the good of our country. Michael Bloomberg was a surprise speaker at Wednesday's Democratic National Convention. And we must unite around the candidate who can defeat a dangerous demagogue. He is an independent who was formerly a Republican. He was blunt. He was willing to be a little obnoxious on stage. And he took this opportunity to really give it to Donald Trump in the way that only a fellow New York City billionaire could. I believe we need a president who is a problem solver, not a bomb thrower. Donald Trump has left behind a well-documented record of bankruptcies and thousands of lawsuits and angry stockholders and contractors who feel cheated and disillusioned customers who feel they've been ripped off. That was also effective because, you know, they're both New York billionaires. They know each other. Bloomberg is not a Democrat. And at the end, he essentially said that Donald Trump is insane. Uh, He said we need somebody who's sane and stable in the White House. It was it was a pretty it was really. So here's so here's what they did last night. And they did it at the last minute. They know they're they have some sort of polling. They have research going that shows there is that um, Clinton Republican, if you will, mm. as opposed to the Reagan Democrat, that Clinton Republican, that centrist Republican who is very concerned about Donald Trump. Yeah. And they figure, you know, if you're a centrist, you probably don't have a problem with, you know, Michael Bloomberg and his gun grabbing stuff. You probably don't have a problem with him regulating the size of your sodas and and taking salt and and uh sugar off the tables uh at restaurants uh you know you probably don't know much about him and you probably don't know much about him and so you see oh here's a here's a republican who's now independent which appeals to a lot of people on the surface they're just like he's not part of either party not to mention a guy who just a few months ago was considering running against hillary clinton yes and he he it's a big Big, Pretty amazing. Get. Big uh, get. Yeah. Psychologically very smart. He, big, he uh, at the beginning, went through a, a list of policies. You know, I disagree with Republicans on X, Y, and Z. And then he said, I, I disagree with Democrats on the way they interfere in education and uh, the way they blame the private sector for things. I mean, he said it pretty bluntly uh, to the point that he got a very slight boo from the oh, audience yeah. as he was saying it. Um, but it was a clear appeal to try to get as you would point out the the clinton republicans if that exists and it wasn't the only one that noticed the the only speech that this happened and you know obviously us watching barack obama all this time there were times it was just infuriating to watch him as he was talking about his typical like we need to come together i mean where have you been for the last eight years with this message but this i thought this is a really good um uh, observation from business insider what was interesting about obama's speech was that he could have gone an entirely different route he could have cast trump as a consequence of the Republican Party, painted the Democratic Party as a long-term sane solution and spun conservatism as an extension of Trump. Instead, he made a point of saying the ideas Trump and his allies espoused during the RNC in Cleveland were not Republican and not conservative. Brilliant. Yeah, it was... Smart way to approach it. Yes, brilliant. It is what... It is... the, The arrogance of the RNC is astounding they don't like 
Americans. They just don't like the center of the country. They don't. And they are, uh, they can't get away from you fast enough. And it's leaving this giant hole of people going, wait, I don't have anybody listening to me. And for them to reach out and to do this and say, look, I know you need a home. We're better than this. I mean, it's going to dupe a lot of people. A lot of people who are not going to hear, oh, by the way, we also want to grab your guns. Oh, and we also want climate change. Oh, and we're also socialists here. Oh, and we also are sitting in the presidential box with the head of Planned Parenthood. That thing is going to be on steroids the next time. I mean, you're not going to hear that. Yeah. You're not going to hear that. It's and there, there's brilliant. a lot of that going on. I mean, that's what made the convention so agonizing last night. This is, I mean, the Democrat Party is the party that almost nominated an avowed socialist. It's a party that is so split right now that radicals in the party are still clinging to uh, Bernie Sanders. They're still booing Hillary Clinton. They're still pissed off about this. Uh, it's a party that is all about uh, fear-mongering and division, and yet th- they accuse the Republicans of all of that. Because they've stopped it for this election. They have stopped it. Listen to their rhetoric. When, when um, uh, Eric Holder gets up and says, America is a great nation. They did you're a the lot of that. Right. right. You're the guy who said, we are a nation riddled with fear. Coward. Remember that? Coward. We're cowards. cowards. We're a nation of cowards. Yep. Now, all of them, and I said this on Monday, and you're seeing it. Uh, and you saw it last night, Jeffy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the night before. Well, Eric spoke specifically. You hear that, Donald? Donald? Yeah, no, no. But, but what, I, what the point is that I made on Monday is each night has specific talking points. Yeah. And every single speaker, th- whether those were community written uh, for the speeches or they just had a list and said, you must say these things. I don't care how you say them. But this point must be in your speech. I'd like to know if they did that. Of course they did. They, they had to, they had to have, right? Of course they, they did. Everybody did it. Everybody was Everyone. on Everyone. And it's brilliant. It is. It's brilliant. They know how... They know... They're talking to... Read the book, Liars. They know what they're doing. They, I can guarantee you, if you looked at the budget and could really break it out, there are behavioral scientists that have helped put this together. Well, because that's what they did with that's Obama. What, that's what they do. Sure that's what they do. And are we using behavioral scientists? I no. doubt it. No. No way. No way. Doubt it. Did you see the girl who, did, uh, who was Effie in, the, in uh, uh, the Hunger Games? Did you see her speak? Effie. I'm not sure. She's the one with you know, the Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, she looks nothing like... I didn't know who she was. I didn't know who Effie was. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I just saw her as the character. Yeah. She's a beautiful woman. Oh, she's a she, big star. I mean, I, 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 I had no idea. I didn't, I didn't know. She's beautiful. I've never seen her out of, out of right, that makeup, and I've never attached, I've never attached the two because they don't look the same. Do you think? No, she's, it's a big change. It's a big change. Um, but did you see what she did? She mocked Donald Trump and the Michael Jackson smoke Her machine entrance, thing. Yeah. I mean, it was, yes. it was okay. It was, <laughs> you know, it was okay. But, but that was the big moment with Trump. That was the big staging yeah. for the RNC. 
a smoke yeah. machine and lights like Michael Jackson did in the 1990s. Meanwhile, the Democrats are doing that that fight song uh, thing with a, a whole host of stars. I don't even know how many stars they had in that thing. And it's oh, really one. good. And it's really well done. They did the climate change uh, movie last night, which was really well done. It was full of, well, it was devoid of fact, but it was, <laughs> it was full of emotion. Because you mentioned, what was the sandy sea level rise? Yeah, they this? said that... They brought out a woman who had lost her daughter, who drowned in in Sandy, and they said that Sandy was so bad because of the rising sea levels. It made it so, so much worse. Now, the facts on that is the the sea level was rising a maximum of 0.10 inches per year um, up until 1992. Yeah. Now, it is rising, they believe, satellites are measuring, that it is rising at a rate of 0.12 inches per year oh my god not 0.10 but 0.12 <laughs> inches per year mm. we're talking up to and that has made point, uh, these storms so much worse so much worse can you imagine except the everything storms are not been, worse the no they're, they're, are they're not worse. better they're not um, it's like this is crazy talk maybe you, but again but again mm-hmm. it is all it about matter. the heart it's I all about what, emotion next week um uh, next week for the vip um section for the um uh, for the museum, when you come in for the museum, there are tickets that are VIP tours and you have dinner and everything else. But at that dinner, I'm going to be showing, I think I'm going to be showing three. I don't know if I can get, I don't know if I can get the rights to show the third one yet. But I, I want to use the VIP audience as a test audience. These are big, big fans of the show. I might even... I might even select some people from the crowd if you're just going through general admission uh, to come and join us for this VIP. Um, but I have one show in particular that my agent doesn't want to even rep because he's like, no, it, Glenn, that's, I mean, no. It's, it's, people love you because, you know, you're going, and this is all heart. And yesterday I showed it in my office to a group of people. Pat, you were there. And like some of men were crying. Um, guys that you'd like wouldn't think were like that. Um, and one of the guys stopped me two hours later and he said, I saw the two pilots and he said, one is right up my alley because it's history and it was great. He said, but the other one I can't let go of. He said, the other one is just like, it's, it's affected me. I really want your advice because we're, I don't know what to do. And, um, and if I can get the rights to actually play these things on the internet, we will do a, an open poll or I will just still barred from doing these. Yeah. Really? How is that possible? I know. I know. Don't get into it with me. (laughs) Pat asked a good question. How is that possible? I know. I know. I know. Believe me. I know. No, they the had their one, chance. The is what I'm one, saying. They had right. their chance. And the other, and the other one. Wow. And the other one that you saw. I don't know if you saw the other one uh, yesterday, but the other one I, I can't play because of the rights involved. It would cost me fifty thousand dollars to play it once, uh, and uh, the rights involved in it because it's so heavy with other pieces of audio and video. Huh. Um, but I, right. I don't know what we're. I don't. We have to start going for the culture and the heart. We have to. Have to. Have to. 
We have Cause, to. Because we're losing this battle. Yeah, and we have to do things that are going to bring the whole family together. And when you look at all the aesthetics <sighs> and, and all the entertainment value of the DNC this week, say what you will about their policies. I, I can't stand these people and I hate their policies. But the presentation is amazing. That's great. If you it's are so just, much f- if you're a surface dweller, there's no question who's so far above jo- the RNC. Line. It's no, there's no question on whose whose group you join. And None. this is not, you know, someone just wrote, oh, these glowing reviews of the, D- the DNC. I, a glowing review is not what we're saying. What we're saying is their lies work on the uninformed. We're saying yes, and, and it's like you know that is that is here to their credit as lying politicians. How progressives. Liars, how progressives exploit our fears for power and control. That if, the, if the right does not learn the lesson that progressives have done to further lies mm-hmm. and be able to use the same um, devices to further the truth, you are going to find yourself in the dustbin of history. And I got news for you. We are already in that dustbin. You want to climb out? then you have to understand how it works. I said it was like watching it was like having hot pokers jammed in my eye. Is right. that a glowing review? No. Because we I, don't I, agree with anything they're saying. <laughs> oh, my gosh. People, you've got to grow up. You've got to grow up. Online businesses are changing the way we shop. Sponsored by uh, Casper. Great companies are being built without the need for brick and mortar stores. And this is, this is changing everything. Every bit of your life, the downtown was gone in the 1970s. The malls are going to be gone in the, ni- in the 2020s. Mark my words, the malls will be a thing of the past. Great companies are being built without a building, and it saves you a ton of money, and you get a great product. Casper Mattress is a great example. You get the most comfortable mattress you've ever slept on, and it will cost you much less than the mattress you bought years ago. Casper was invented with two high-tech foams to guarantee that you sleep cool and comfortable with the support that you need. And Time Magazine has named Casper Mattress the best invention of 2015. So it's a great product. Then they lower the price by not building a store, not having you go into a mall, cutting out the middleman. And because of this, they can ship this to your house. You sleep on it for 100 nights. If you don't love it, they will refund 100% of your money and they will pay for the shipping back. Go to Casper.com. Use the promo code BECK for $50 towards the purchase of your mattress. Terms and conditions do apply. It's Casper.com. The offer code is BECK. Casper.com. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck program. No, I wasn't. Welcome to the program. Um, Probably the most important 24 minutes I have done on television in at least a year happened last night. Uh, it is all about WikiLeaks and the, um, the connection with Russia and what is really happening with the DNC leaks. And everybody is missing the point because everyone is talking about Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump. That is not who we should be focused on. Uh, watch it. You can watch it on demand. 
uh, at uh, blaze.com slash TV. Last night's episode, 24 minutes. You can also join me hour number three today. I'm going to go over this information, and it's critical, America, that we put our party nonsense beside for just a minute and look at what's happening to our country because it's really, really important. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Earlier this year, Planned Parenthood endorsed Hillary Clinton for president. This is the first endorsement in its 100-year existence. This is the first endorsement they've ever made in a primary. If Hillary Clinton cared about the history of Planned Parenthood's founding, this endorsement should have had her recoil in horror. All this week, we've been exploring progressive liars. It is the name of my new book that comes out on bookshelves next Tuesday, Liars. It's a way the progressives manipulate us and manipulate our fears. And they do it by showing us the hope of a better society. It's really quite ingenious, but it all boils down to... They're liars. You need to know the truth. And today, the truth about Planned Parenthood's founder, Margaret Sanger, right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. The founder of Planned Parenthood, Margaret Sanger. The first step would thus be to control the intake and output of morons, mental defectives, and epileptics. The second step would be to take an inventory of the secondary groups such as illiterates, hoppers, unemployables, criminals, prostitutes, dope-ins. Classify them in special departments under government, medical, protection, and segregate. Margaret Sanger believed in a policy of race improvement, once saying that it was necessary to, quote, create a race of thoroughbreds, end quote. This is known as the thoroughbred theory, which Donald Trump and his family ascribe to. In 1926, she even saw fit to present her views before a women's chapter of the Ku Klux Klan, which led to a dozen invitations to speak to similar groups. How does an American woman arrive at this kind of thinking? November 1892. Margaret was just a little girl. There was a tragic accident at her home while her father was away one night. On a cold winter night, two vagrants rapped on the door of the house where Margaret Sanger resided with her family. The two men stamped their feet to keep warm. And as the door opened, the warmth of a coal-fire stove poured out over them. At first, the matronly woman in her early 40s stepped back to allow the visitors inside. But after scrutinizing the men, she had second thoughts and quickly moved to block their entry. 
There is an instant of silence cut only by the splash of sleet on the stepping stones outside. Behind the woman, the curious eyes of several children on the steps probe silently. Is the boss in? One of the men asks. No, but I'm looking for him any minute. We want something to eat. Not wavering in her command of the threshold, the woman stood for a moment longer, considering but silent. She's accustomed to these types of visitors, tramps and vagabonds, the knights of the open road who traveled between New York City and the odd jobs in the country. Over the years, hundreds of men and dozens of children have found sanctuary in their house with free access to food, milk, warm beds, as well as glasses of whiskey, always favored by their host. Margaret's mother, Anne, has always borne it patiently, quietly in the wisdom that, despite having 11 children of their own, the Christian upbringing of her husband, which has evolved into open adoption of socialism in the waves of reform sweeping the eastern seaboard, simply wouldn't allow him to turn away the needy. They are living, breathing adherents of the social gospel. Jesus, they believe, has commanded them to share their property, and that includes their home on a cold night like this. Were her husband there and not out of town on business, Anne knows he would admonish her for having second thoughts about inviting them in with a smile. But every instinct in her tells her to turn these men away. Sensing the hesitation and without further ceremony, the men push by Anne into the house, heading towards the kitchen. On the stairs, one of the family dogs starts to bark, and Margaret, the eldest of the children, strains to hold the hound back from its protective instinct. Leaving the door open, Anne bristles and moves defensively toward the foot of the stairs, declaring crossly, How dare you come into this house? Ignoring her, the men begin searching for food. One throws open his cupboards, while the other stuffs rolls into his pockets of his trench coat. On a small desk near the stairs, Anne notices her husband's tools, a hammer and chisel. She looks up at little Margaret on the steps, takes a deep breath, and turns back to the men. Toss! Beauty! she shouts, beckoning the two dogs to come to her side. Hearing the fear in her voice, the dogs bark and snarl, leaping down the steps, lunging past the children, and onto the backs of the men ransacking the cupboards. Anne turns towards the stairs with a stern, desperate message. Margaret, keep the children there, no matter what happens. The children watch their mother charge forward to chase the men away. The dogs snarl and bite. The men throw punches and food and utensils to fend them off. Anne swings the hammer at one of them, landing a blow on his cheek, only to have him smash her across the face with the back of his clenched fist. She falls hard to the floor, just as the other man lands a kick in her side. The children cry out from the stairs, No, mother! While one of the dogs is felled with a blow from the hammer that Anne dropped. The other retreated into the corner and barks and growls as the men grab what food they can and scamper out the door. For an instant, after they leave, it's impossibly silent. Snow and sleet splash in through the open door and onto the floor, mixing with splatters of blood and milk that spilled during the fracas. On the stairs, the children sob quietly. Following orders, Margaret comforts them, but doesn't allow any to venture down, even to see if their mother is still alive. 
Time passes. The lone candle burns down and dies out. As he approaches the home, Michael, Margaret's father, notices there are no lights in the windows. He sees the front door hanging open and immediately senses something is very wrong. He runs and lunges through the door, slipping to the floor in his haste. On his knees, he crawls to his wife, who's lying now in a pool of blood. Her breathing is raspy. Her body is cold to the touch, but she is alive. Margaret, he yells towards the stairs. His daughter leaves her post at the top of the landing and crouches next to him. She fetches a wet cloth from the sink, and they begin to clean Anne's wounds. Michael shakes his wife lightly, trying to wake her. Get whiskey, he instructs his daughter. She obeys and brings the bottle from a drawer in his desk. Margaret Sanger's mother would never quite be the same after this attack, and being sickly from then on, she would die just a few short years later. Traumatic events like this are, of course, no excuse for advocating the elimination of entire races, but it does, perhaps, give us some insight into how the deranged thinking of Margaret Sanger began. Sanger also believed that families with too many children, remember she was one of 11 kids, posed an unnecessary hardship on the rest of society. Quote, the most merciful thing that the large family does to one of its members, she wrote in 1920, is to kill it. End quote. It's worth noting that Planned Parenthood claims that this quote is out of context, that it's really about the rising infant death rate among large families at the time, but let's assume they're right. Does that make this statement okay? That it's merciful to have a child and then kill it just because there is some percentage of chance that it might die anyway? Sanger is perhaps best known as the early staunch advocate of birth control, including abortion, and as the founder of the organization that would eventually grow into Planned Parenthood. Its original name was a bit more honest, the American Birth Control League. But the reasoning behind her zeal was deeper and darker than simply a disregard for individual human lives. Sanger believed that contraception, especially preventing birth among certain undesirables, was better for the human race as a whole. In 1922, she wrote, Those least fit to carry on the race are increasing most rapidly. People who cannot support their own offspring are encouraged by church and state to produce large families. Many of the children thus begotten are diseased or feeble-minded. Many become criminals. Funds that should be used to raise the standard of our civilization are diverted to the maintenance of those who should never have been born. Despite these radical views, Sanger is, to this day, a progressive icon and hero. In 2009, Hillary Clinton proudly accepted the Margaret Sanger Award from Planned Parenthood. It was a great privilege when I was told that I would receive this award, uh, I admire Margaret Sanger enormously, her courage, her tenacity, her vision. For a singular moment, Hillary Clinton told the truth. She admires, as she said in her own words, this racist, bigoted, self-appointed deity who saw fit to decide who should get the gift of life and who should have it taken away. Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck program.
Welcome. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I, I, did you hear what Hillary just said? She admires her vision. If you know what Margaret Sanger's vision was, that's a terrifying statement. Terrifying. All this week and next week, we are going through the stories of liars. And it is important that you know who progressives really are. And we've written a new book called Liars um, because I believe that um, we are at the turning point. We've passed the turning point. And I am in um, conservation mode. Uh, How can we get this planted into the hearts of people and into the hearts of our children especially? And we have to do that through storytelling And um, that's why we're telling you these stories and why this book is out. Um, It tells you the stories, but then the the last part of the book is really about, because we got together with some behavioral scientists, how does this work? Why does this work? What do we need to do to defeat uh, this, this, this psychological game that we play in ourselves? Why does this work on us? Liars, it is out next week, and all of the um, information that you're hearing, all of these uh, serials on the progressives is available now free at glenbeck.com. Also, we'll be telling you a little bit more next week. There is a full five-hour special, no commercials, commercial-free, and it'd be yours for free, all about this uh, that we have produced uh, earlier this spring that we really want you to, uh, to see. Now this. Summer means nice, long days, and they are hot. It could could be worse. In Saudi Arabia, what is it, 129 today? And that's the actual temperature, 129. Uh, It was 129 last week. I think today it's cooled down. Oh, okay. Like 113. Oh, okay, perfect. Imagine 130 degrees outside, and that's that's just the average temperature. Um, Summer heat can be costly, and it'll send your electric bill soaring Give your air conditioner a rest by installing new custom blinds from Blinds.com. Blinds.com, they'll walk you through the measuring and installation every step of the way. They have a design consultation that's a $200 value. It's free if you want it. Um, Blinds.com has the 100% satisfaction guarantee. There's no way you can get this wrong. And you can get made-to-order custom blinds without paying the custom prices. But you do it online with Blinds.com. Tanya and I have used Blinds.com for uh, blinds and drapes. Stu has used it for shutters. It's tremendous. I want to ask them if they will redo the Oval Office here soon, the drapes in here, because we're going to, after the election, we're transforming this set into something else. Blinds.com, they're really, they're tremendous people, and it's a really well-run business. Now through August 2nd, save 20% off your entire order. Go to blinds.com and use the promo code BECK. That's blinds.com, promo code BECK. Free samples, free shipping, free expert advice, and you'll save 20% through August 2nd at blinds.com, promo code BECK. Rules and restrictions do apply. Visit blinds.com for details. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.
the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, Dinesh D'Souza's Hillary's America is the top-grossing documentary of 2016. That is, that's fantastic news. Yeah, already. already. It came out. came out last weekend. Wow, that's great. Top-grossing documentary of 2016. Um, He's a guy who is really taking on the story uh, of America. Dinesh really gets it. If you haven't seen that movie, it's tremendous. Hillary's America, it's in in theaters um, everywhere, and you want to see it. More on the... Uh, convention last night and also on Russia, a really important monologue coming up at the top of the hour about Russia and the DNC and what's really going on. Please, I'm begging you to listen to that information. Um, also, um, next week we're having a um, we're having a open house. We only it's kind of like Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. We only open it up once a year. Uh, and you can come in for three days. That's uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday of next week. And we're opening it up for tours, uh, VIP packages, or just you can come for general admission and see the museum. But there's some amazing things uh, that we have. We have Mount Vernon's land deed signed by George Washington, which is worth half a million dollars in and of itself. Um, I don't know the last time the land deed has been seen, from Mount Vernon. This is also amazing. The reason why we know the Valley Forge picture is uh, the, the prayer at Valley Forge is wrong um, uh, is for a couple of reasons. The reason why we know it actually happened is one reason. A guy named Isaac Potts, um, he owned land at Valley Forge and he watched in behind the trees. He was for Great Britain. And he watched um, um, the, the prayer actually happen. This is the land deed of part of uh, Valley Forge. This is from the land that Isaac Potts owned. Uh, and it has Isaac Potts' signature and seal down here. But he's the guy who told us about the prayer at Valley Forge. There are also some amazing things from the founders um, really incredible stuff from pop culture and from the darker side of history as well. I don't know when this was last seen. The guy who owns it uh, showed it to me quietly and said, I don't like people even knowing I own this. He said, I do own it because it's an important part of history. He said, and it's better that I have it than some crazy person. But he has... You know how the Nazis always wore the little swastika on their lapels, the little red pin? He has pin number one. This was Adolf Hitler's Nazi pin that he wore on his lapel. And the story of how it came off of his lapel and landed in private hands is pretty incredible. And we'll tell you all those stories later in the week and also here at the Mercury Museum you can go to liarsorliberty.com and get tickets, liarsorliberty.com. There is a VIP package that includes dinner, and I'm going to use you as a guinea pig audience on two pilots um, that we are, um, that we are uh, uh, looking at um, that are two different, very different shows that I have done uh, as pilots, and I would love to hear your opinion on that. I probably am going to pick a few people out of the general admission that will be my guest for the VIP package. 
but because uh, it's very expensive. But if you want to be a VIP and um, and um, and join us, you certainly can. Proceeds portion of the proceeds go to Mercury One, uh, and we look forward to seeing you. That is next week as we launch the new book Liars here at the Mercury Studios. Go to liarsorliberty.com for more information. Um, I think it's important that we, we get across that the thing we're doing with the Democratic Convention in uh, watching it, we're watching it for two reasons. And Pat, last night was your night to watch it. It's important to watch it as us and show that they're lying. Everything they're saying is untrue. Mm-hmm. But to watch it for the storyline, if you were just watching and didn't pay attention, you didn't know much about politics, is there any choice of who, any chance you would vote for the RNC if you watched those two back and back? I, not if you didn't know. If you didn't know about politics, Jeez, you if you were the average person. You're going DNC. It is really important that we learn the lessons that Republic that Republicans never learn. The Glenn Beck program. Everybody right now kind of feels like um, nobody's listening to me. My voice isn't heard. I can't make an impact. I, I, uh, I don't feel like I belong to anything. Everybody feels that way right now, I think, both left and right. It's, it's, it's happening all over the world. And it's because our media has failed us uh, and our, our politicians have uh, failed us, quite frankly. And, and we have responsibility in that. We're, we're also failing um, in many ways, we all played a role in whatever it is we're going to experience. But there, there are things that we can do um, that really make a difference. Before the shooting in Dallas, um, the news for about 10 minutes was covering the floods in West Virginia. Two dozen people at least lost their lives, homes and businesses. This is West Virginia is not a rich state as it is. Uh, and these people have been devastated and destroyed. And while I haven't been out there myself, I, I actually wish I could um, because the reports I'm getting from Mercury One, uh, who has been down on the ground for a while, is, uh, is, is horrific, the damage that has been done to that state. Um, and the West Virginia floods are kind of forgotten. And if we want government to do less we have to do more doc and skip who do the morning show on the blaze radio um they told me about a guy named jim justice and i wanted to have him on and and he apparently is running for governor um but i haven't done any homework on him for governor because when we reached out to have him on um his people immediately said we he suspended his campaign he only wants to talk about the state. 
Uh, he's a huge businessman in the state, and he is dedicating now his whole life and all of his resources to helping um, West Virginia and the flood victims. So we're not going to talk to him at all about uh, politics here. Uh, welcome, uh, Jim Justice, to the program. How are you, sir? Glenn, I'm doing good, and I surely appreciate you in every way. I just uh, I could go on and on and on forevermore about uh, what you've done for so many people for so long, and it oftentimes goes unnoticed. And so I thank you from the bottom of my heart, and not, not just for what you're doing here now, but what you've done for years and years. But uh, but and I mean that I mean that really sincerely. But uh, but you know you mentioned you know Jim, that uh, it, it West Virginia is not a rich state and and I guess financially that's right we we feel like we're rich and good people but uh, yeah. but this has been this has been something like that I've never experienced before and and uh, it's been tough I mean that's all there is to it Jim tell us tell us what we don't know because sitting here even in Texas and. You know, with my with my own charity arm out there and seeing it and working on the ground and raising money, they're coming into my office and I still can't get my arms around this. Tell me about the devastation. Well, I mean, Glenn, you know, I could go on and on and forever, and I know you you, you surely don't need me to do that, but uh, you know, it all happened from rainfall, which was just unbelievable. You know, we, of course, we have our mountains and everything, and when we get rainfall, you know. We can get runoff, and we can surely have flash flooding. And and uh, and, and you know, I, I've I've been around this forever. I'm an outdoorsy kind of guy. You know, I mean, I I love nature. I love to hunt and fish, and I spend a lot of times out outdoors. I get caught in bad weather from time to time. But uh, you know, I've seen flash floods, and and it's just it just seems like you know, well, gosh, you know, you can get away from a flash flood if it's not a dam breaking or something like that. Normally speaking, you can. You can get away from it, but uh, but this came without a dam break or anything, and it came so fast it just was unbelievable, and people just got trapped all over the place. And praise the Lord above that it wasn't at night. If it had, if it, if this would have happened at night, we would have lost hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. And uh, but it just uh, you know I I can't tell you how fast the water came up. I can't you know and and we got a rainfall that was. I mean, you know, lots of places get six, seven, eight inches of rainfall. You know, we we never get any kind of rainfall like that. But it it uh, it came in a in a very short period of time, and uh, and it wasn't 15 inches of rainfall. It was it was more in the neighborhood of seven to nine inches of rainfall. And uh, and and you know, and it just it just caught everybody off guard. You get you know, I, I and go people on lost and on. Pe- people lost homes businesses. Um, uh, again, we're trying to raise money um, with mercuryone.org slash disaster if you want to help out. But I mean, we're rebuilding. Communities need to be rebuilt. Well, Glenn, you're, you're dead on the money. I mean, I mean, it literally washed away our, our lives. I mean, you, know, you have so many people that lost loved ones, they lost their homes, they lost all their sacred possessions. I mean, you know, in in its own way, it didn't. It doesn't have the magnitude of a Katrina, because it's not that widespread. But for the person that lost a loved one or the person that lost their home, it's Katrina to them. And 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 you know, and so, and it's just widespread. Forty-four counties, and like you say, businesses wiped out, 
homes right and left wiped out. And what Mercury, Mercury One and what you guys are doing, it's unbelievable. I mean, really and truly, you know, people just need to give you a big hug and 50,000 times over because you guys are stepping up and really doing some great work, and, uh, and I just love you for it. Thank you. Um, tell me about the Neighbors Loving Neighbors program that you're doing. Well, it started with nothing. You know, I mean, we were going to have our golf tournament, a FedEx event, a Greenbrier Classic, and we had had about 300,000 people come to it. And so we decided, well, what we'll do, in addition to the people coming, you know, we'll ask the people to bring a can of food. And we'll just distribute that can of food to the food banks and everything because there's a lot of people, you know, that are out of a job in West Virginia, and a lot of people really hurting. I mean, really hurting. And these are good people. And so that was where it all started. And then all of a sudden the floods hit, so it takes on a completely different dimension. And uh, I'll assure you this, you know, going back into the world, every there will not be one red cent of administrative fees or anything taken from that. Every cent of that will be distributed to the people, and that's what we're trying to do. And and you know, and now we're we're trying to move into a rebuilding situation because these people don't have. I mean, these people are West Virginians that don't have any idea what they're going to do or where they're going to go, and uh, the last thing, I, I, I've got to tell you this, but, you know, I'm a basketball coach. I coach the, the high school basketball teams, the girls and boys teams here at a, at a public school, the highest level you can be in West Virginia, and and I've been that forever. And and the guy, and I, and I mentioned this to Doc, I think, the other day, but, uh, you know, the, the, the guy that keeps my scoreboard, a little unassuming guy, you know, just imagine this. His name's Ronnie Scott. Well, Ronnie, you know, comes to every game. He he's the floods coming up. He tells his wife to take the car and get to high ground with the car. He takes the kids and goes to high ground with the kids. The wife goes back to the house. Well, the next call he gets, he can't find his wife, and she calls on his cell phone. She's in the attic. She can't get out. Then the next thing that happens is she says she smells natural gas. He's crawling up Good the bank God. on all hands and you know you know hands and knees. You know, cold water just pounding on him and everything. Next thing he hears is an explosion. She's blown blown through the roof, 70% burns on her body, and we lose her. And if that isn't bad enough, we're still looking for a beautiful little girl, 14 years old. Her name's Michaela Phillips. And please say a bunch of prayers because, you know, we prayed every way we could find her alive. But every day I go to work, every single day, I look everywhere I can look, and just in saying prayers that some way, somehow, the good Lord would let me find her. And, you know, we want to find her alive, but can you just imagine we can't find her? And uh, and so it's just, it's not good. Jim, um, thank you for being American. Thank you for being, uh, this is what's going to save us in the end, is... Americans coming together and just helping each other. We're in for we're in for storms much worse than this all across the country. And um, if we don't put our differences aside, and if we don't start loving one another and serving one another, neighbor to neighbor, we are we're doomed. And thank you for being a great example. Well, Glenn, I agree with you wholeheartedly, and I thank you. And uh, and and I just again, I, I can't say any more than I thank you for all you're doing to help us here and help these great people and all you've done to help so many. I love what you is, to death, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Is there a, is there a website for Neighbors Loving Neighbors? There is, Glenn, but, I, but it, it, the thing they need to do is just look up the Greenbrier 
and and go on the Greenbrier's website, and then it'll lead them right to it. You you own the Greenbrier, right? I do. Yes, sir. Isn't the Greenbrier? Excuse my ignorance. Isn't Greenbrier? Where the we didn't know this for a long time, where the government was supposed to go in case of a nuclear disaster. It was. I mean, or you know, it, we you know, in I guess in the Eisenhower administration, they built this bunker. I don't know how in the world they kept it secret and everything, but they did, and they kept it secret for a long time. And we take tour, people on tours of it now. It's been you know disclosed and all that kind of stuff. But uh, it was where the it was where the Congress was going to come, you know, in case of a nuclear attack. But uh, and and if I'm not mistaken, there's a ballroom on one side that's for a hundred, and a ballroom on the other side that would fit over five hundred. Is that exact, right? That's exactly right. And and, and nobody know, put it together. I mean, I mean, it was it's it's amazing. I mean, you know, it's two hundred seventy five thousand square feet in the bunker, and they were going to utilize the ballrooms and lots of different things and. You know, it, it was even it was even so meticulously kept that uh, medication was kept for all the Congress, you know, in their lockers every day. You know, it was uh, it was wow. it's it's amazing. It's it's really amazing. Well, I hope to uh, I hope to meet you someday, and and maybe we'll come out to the Greenbrier, and maybe we can uh, you can give us a tour of that with our cameras because I I'd love to see that history. Well, Thank you so I, much, Jim. I'd love for you to come. God bless Anytime. you. Thank you very much. If you would like to donate. Go to, uh, go to the Greenbrier website, or you can go to mercuryone.org. Uh, click on Disaster Relief. Every penny goes to Disaster Relief. Um, we don't spend it on anything else, not a napkin, not a light bulb, nothing. It all goes to the disaster and goes right directly to the people who are on the front lines in that area. So you can donate to mercuryone.org slash disaster. I suppose you're denying you bought $4 million worth of napkins last year. <laughs> I suppose. Uh, I am denying that. Really? Okay. Strangely, right. I. That's what I thought. I am denying that. Um, <laughs> let me tell you a little bit about uh, our sponsor this half hour. It is Goldline. When I just said to Jim, we're headed for a storm much worse than that. Um, Pat said this morning when he came in and he sat down uh, and we all. We all sit down and uh, in the morning and we start to pick up our papers and start to look at what we're going to talk about. And Pat, I don't even know if he said it, if he knew he said it out loud, but he said, I'd give anything for a solution to this if this weren't happening. I'd do anything if this weren't happening. Um, but it is. And we're in it. And um, we... You know, it's what life gives you. Uh, you know, in the great line in, from Gandalf, when uh, the Hobbit says to him, I, 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 I just wish I didn't want any of this. I don't want any of this. I'm not that person. And Gandalf says, and I'm paraphrasing, we all feel that way. Ours is just to recognize the times that we're in and then do our very best. And that's what we have to do our very best. So now, recognizing the times that we live in and knowing that we're headed for real financial storms, may I suggest you call Goldline today. 1-866-GOLDLINE. Ask them about their, um, their information so you can make an informed decision on whether gold or silver is right for you. It is right for my family. I just had a meeting yesterday where... I, I was in it. We were talking about finances, and I, I, 
I said, I, you know, I don't know what to do besides buy gold and land where you can grow food because I just don't believe in dollars. I don't believe that that is, I don't believe in stocks. Maybe, maybe stocks for companies like Apple or Google, they're going to exist, I think. Um, what do you do? Gold is for catastrophic breakdown or for times of, of barter. Uh, so you have something left. And believe me, those who are designing this new world order, they will have something left. Will we? Call Goldline now, 1-866-465-3546. 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Throughout history, progressives have been murderers, terrorists, torturers, and slavers. In his new book, Liars, Glenn Beck helps you understand the why and how behind the progressive movement. Liars, available August 2nd. Pre-order now at glennbeck.com slash liars. To make the world better. No, I have heard that. I have heard the reason Glenn why Beck I... Glenn Beck is the liar. I've heard the reason why I would could write this book is because I'm the biggest liar of them all. <laughs> I'll bet that's being said. Oh, my oh. gosh. That's oh, everywhere. Yeah. That's yeah, everywhere. That's um, <laughs> <clears throat> if you have ever listened to me when I've put chalkboards together and thought, wow, that's what's really going on. And I, I, I will do my own homework, but that seems right. Um, I need to take you through a very important chalkboard. I think I did one of the more important 24-minute monologues I've done in the last year on TV last night. You can watch that, um, or you can just join us for the, the next you know 24 minutes or so. I need to go over the chalkboard I did last night on television so you understand what is coming our way and what is really happening with the DNC hack um, and what that's all about and what that means for our future and the future of our country. Nobody's really paying attention to this. They're all playing politics. Everybody wants to blame it on the Democrats or blame it on Trump or blame it on the whatever. Let's put politics aside and let's look at what really is going on. We do that when we come back. And welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. For the next 20 minutes or so, I ask that you really pay attention. We're going to go over a lot of information that is very important. The DNC was hacked. WikiLeaks released 20,000 emails. 
Right now, both the Republican Party and the Democratic Party are squabbling over nonsense, and so is the media. What we have to do is figure out what happened, who did it, why they did it, and what's coming next. And in the next 20 minutes, you will understand that. We begin right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Is there any doubt in anybody's mind that if the Russians would have hacked in and done a Watergate break-in, which a, a thousand, 20,000 times worse than a water break, Watergate break-in, if the Russians would have done this in the 1980s, this would have been an act of war. They are trying to influence our election, and no one is asking why. What is their motivation? They'll go to stupid and silly motivations like, well, they're a fan of Donald Trump because he has investments. Well, there's no evidence of that. There's no proof of that. Um, Or they'll say, well, because Vladimir Putin is, it doesn't like Hillary Clinton because he's embarrassed her on the world stage. True, but Putin is too smart for that. This is too big of a move just to embarrass somebody. I want to lay out a case, and this is really important. 2,000, sorry, 20,000 emails released, and there's more coming from WikiLeaks. Three separate security firms. One is SecureWorks, CrowdStrike, and the last is Fidelis Cybersecurity. They have all confirmed that it was Russian military and the new KGB, the FSB, that are behind these cyber attacks. So who broke in to the, um, uh, to the DNC? It was the Russian government and Vladimir Putin. The cyber units are, are nicknamed Fancy Bear and Cozy Bear. Now, it has not been confirmed how the FSB or the former KGB got all of those documents to WikiLeaks. We don't, we don't know how that was transferred. Um, the Russians are denying, and so is uh, WikiLeaks. Oh, we have nothing to do with the Russians. Well, somehow somebody does. And if WikiLeaks isn't an apparatus bought and paid for by the Russian intelligence services, it is clearly a preferred partner. Now listen to this and tell me how this is a coincidence. In 2006, it was founded by Julian Assange in Australia. Assange used to be a host of an interview show called The World Tomorrow on RT. RT used to be called Russia Today. What is it? It's an international English language network that, according to its official website, provides an alternate perspective on major global events and acquaints international audiences with a Russian viewpoint. This network is owned by the federal government of Russia, which means it is run by Vladimir Putin, a former KGB FSB agent. It is pure propaganda, which goes against everything that WikiLeaks, their slogan is, 
we open governments. Well, but you're presenting your view on a government propaganda machine. Now, what is the other link to WikiLeaks? How do we know that Russia and WikiLeaks are, are in bed together? Assange reached out to former NSA contractor Edward Snowden. This was in 2013. And he said, you've got to go to Moscow. That's where Snowden is. How did he convince him? Assange requested and was granted his own KGB or FSB protection while he was hiding out and still is hiding out at the Ecuadorian embassy in London. So the KGB, FSB, is protecting the WikiLeaks founder in London. He calls, he calls Edward Snowden and says, you got to get out of there. You got to go to Moscow. Snowden does. Assange brokers the deal. Okay, so now Snowden is safely tucked away in the warm embrace of the former KGB in Moscow. Are we really to believe that Snowden, a former contractor for the, FS, uh, for the NSA, is getting all of this protection from Vladimir Putin and there's no information being pumped out of him? Let me give you one former Russian uh, government official with the KGB. He said, quote, let's be frank, Snowden shared intelligence. This is what this security service does. If there's a possibility to get information, they're going to get it from him. Now, Vladimir Putin, who runs the FSB? Because he was a colonel in the KGB, he is a spy. Um, intelligence operations and getting information is what he did. Who runs the new KGB? Well, when Putin became president, one of the first things he did was the KGB, now the FSB, that's under me. I have full control of the FSB. A former KGB esp espionage agent now runs it. So now let me just recap here because this is just the groundwork. The DNC emails were hacked by the FSB, Russian intelligence, uh, and apparently secretly given to WikiLeaks, whose founder, Julian Assange, once hosted a TV show on Russia, Russian government television before he got into legal trouble and had to hide out in the Ecuadorian embassy in London where he is protected by the FSB, the people who stole the documents for Russia. He's protected by that secret police force in London who also protects Edward Snowden, who ended up in Moscow on the advice of Assange and with the help of WikiLeaks. And the FSB is under direct control of Vladimir Putin. Got it so far? I think we know who stole it and how it got to WikiLeaks, no matter what anybody in Russia says. Now, why? Why? We know who and we know what. Nobody is taking it further than this. Why? I have heard speculation that, well, you know, Putin is not a fan of Hillary Clinton. Really? So you think, because this is, this, is this is the main charge. Back in 2011, when he was elected, she came out and she was the one who said, this is a rigged election. He's not a real president. He didn't answer to the people. This is a rigged election. Okay. That's a good talking point. It's payback time for Vladimir Putin, right? 
Now he has evidence that this was a rigged election against Bernie Sanders. And so he's paying her back and embarrassing. That's all well and good. But for a guy who wants to control the world and rebuild Russia, that's a stupid reason to do it. A guy as smart and as deadly as Vladimir Putin doesn't shame you. He destroys you. It doesn't make any sense to me that that is the reason. Putin has been undermining the European leaders for years, and we have been one of the only people on mainstream radio or television that is following this. And I have warned because some of our churches are even involved with the Russians, and they don't know it. It's why I don't believe that Hillary, Bernie, Donald Trump, anybody really knows what's going on. They're not involved in this because some of our own churches are involved with these guys because this is what they're doing to the whole world. They are now supporting the far-right politicians over in Europe and also now in America. Anybody who will take a stance against the European Union and or NATO... And the most blatant example of this was the financial support of the National Front Party, Marine Le Pen, when she ran for president in France. Also, they provided all the money for Golden Dawn, which is the new Nazi party in Greece. They have also spent money in Hungary. They have spent money in Spain. And they have spent money in uh, Germany for the far-right and neo-Nazi groups. All money being funneled from Russia from Putin into the far right to fracture Europe. There is also evidence that Russia funds or funded UKIP, um, UKIP. This is the group largely responsible for the pro-Brexit campaign, which Putin loved the pro-Brexit campaign, not because of freedom, but because it undermines the uh, European Union, which he wants to put the old Soviet empire back together. This is why he likes Donald Trump. He likes anyone who says the things that Donald Trump casually tosses about. For instance, the anti-European Union comments, his questioning the U.S. commitments lately in NATO. That's sweet music to a KGB man's ears. Russia wants to see a weak European Union and a very weak NATO and, more importantly, a very weak United States because all of those powers will stop him from cobbling together the Russian Empire. They're not concerned with fighting any of these. This one could be all done with propaganda and cyber warfare. Not World War III, but cyber warfare. They don't care about uh, uh, people who are standing against globalism, and they are not for standing for globalism. It's for standing up for the Russian Empire and picking up the scraps after the downfall. Basically, Putin is on a mission to make Russia great again. Now, um, we have talked about Putin's guru, Alexander Dugin, in the past. He is the guy who advised Putin on the annexation of Crimea, on parts of Georgia, He was the one leading the charge on Putin's relationship with the far right in Europe. And he is also a Dugan. uh, Dugan is a a, a Donald Trump enthusiast. 
I want you to understand that Dugan is a very important guy. He believes, in his own words, Hitler didn't go far enough and that we have to cause chaos all over the world to break the system so a greater Hitler can come and play a role and we will cobble fascists together all over the world. He is the guy in 1999 that said in the international press, in the next decade, America will break apart into five um, parts. It's going to head into a revolution. And I know this because we have people in place. He is the advisor to Vladimir Putin and a very dangerous man. His party is represented by a symbol that means chaos. He is a guy, just like the imams in Iran, that want chaos because it allows him to grab power. And they are laying the framework of fascism all over the world. Listen to what Alexander Dugan said in English to his audience. Listen carefully to what he's just said during this election. This is first truly interesting election campaign. It shows that America is on the brink of a revolution, especially if the elite won't give the power to people. Goodbye. You've watched Dugan's guideline on Super Tuesday. I've got the feeling that the liberals themselves won't leave the U.S. and the humanity alone. We should help them to do that. So go ahead, Mr. Trump. In Trump, we trust. So Donald Trump has nothing, Donald Trump has nothing to do with this. Nothing to do with this. Alexander Dugan wants him for the chaos that he will cause. He is, he is a Trump fan because he says the parties will not leave the people alone and they will rig the election. And that will cause a revolution in America. And this is why they are putting this stuff out to break us apart and put us into revolution. This would not have been unheard of 20 years ago. Everyone would have bought it, especially if we have the evidence that we have now. Now, nobody seems to care. There are outside influences that are breaking us apart. I'm going to take a quick break, and when I come back, I want to show you that those outside influences like Dugan are also inside the house. And Come what may, somebody has to tell you the truth. And now this, if you're prepared, will you make it through? Electricity, blackouts, hurricane, <laughs> Dugan's revolution. Are you prepared for what's ahead? My Patriot Supply has the food you need to take care of your family no matter what happens. If you call now and you mention my name, they're going to send you a four-week food supply for $99. That's over 50% off the regular price, and the food lasts up to 25 years, and you can store it in your home. Four weeks of food for $99. That's 50% off the regular price. It makes sense to prepare and save money. 
Call 1-800-200-7163, 800-200-7163, or you can preparewithglenn.com. Go to online, preparewithglenn.com, limit two per caller, 800-200-7163, or preparewithglenn.com. Glenn Beck. Listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. George Will said, we need to see Donald Trump's tax uh, records because we're going to find oligarchs on his tax records. I don't know if that's true. Um, But I do want to say that, uh, well, you just take this information and do with it what you will. This is important um, because we thought the connections all around um, Barack Obama was important. Um, Paul Manafort. He is the campaign manager of Donald Trump. He used to be the top campaign and communications advisor for uh, the former prime minister and president of the Ukraine. If you remember, this is the guy that everybody started the revolution against in the Ukraine because they said he was too close to Putin and he was going... What? He's pro-Russia. Yeah, he's pro-Russia. He was too close to Putin And the Ukraine rose up against him. Paul Manafort was his advisor at that time um, uh, during that crisis. Now, he's been removed from office by the people, but he is now in the inner circle of Vladimir Putin. So Paul Manafort, the Trump advisor, is one-on-one buddies with one of Putin's protected class citizens. And very close advisor. Next, there's Carter Page. This is Donald Trump's foreign policy advisor on Russia and Europe. Page has a close connection with Gazprom. Remember what Gazprom is? The giant energy company that is run now by a former Putin aide. But if you remember right, that's because Putin had everybody who was independent killed. They nationalized the country. Right. If you didn't buy in it with him, then and he put his best friend in to run Gazprom... He has a huge stake in Gazprom himself. Carter Page um, has a close connection. Um, uh, he He advises Gazprom on its largest deals. So when you have somebody coming in and doing a deal with you, Um, It's Carter Page in Donald Trump's inner circle that works with Gazprom. You are literally one step away from Vladimir Putin. Um, Page formed the Global Energy Capital, which counsels foreign investors on buying assets in Russia. He also said that the sanctions that we imposed because of the annexation of Crimea hurt him, quote, drying up some of his potential deals. He's also an investor in Gazprom, goes to all the investor meetings, and he has blamed the U.S. sanctions for driving down Gazprom stock. You think that made Vladimir Putin happy? 
Another foreign advisor for Donald Trump is Richard Burt, who is also the on the board of Alpha Bank, the large it's the Citibank of Russia, as well as being on the board of investment fund with large sales uh, uh, shares in Gazprom. But it doesn't stop there. More in a minute. And Brad Thor coming up. Mercury. Uh, I want to give you one last piece, um, and I don't know what to do with this information uh, besides share it with you, because nobody in the media is going to cover this. You know, um, we spent six years vetting uh, Barack Obama. People were down to his birth certificate, and, and everybody cared about Frank Marshall Davis. Everybody cared about every single person. Van Jones is in the White House. How did he get there? This uh, Bill Ayers, did he meet him once in 1995? Did they, did they know each other? We cared deeply about those connections because it said something about his philosophy on how he was going to run the country. And we were right, gang. We were right. People don't want to hear this, but Russia is playing us. And Russia doesn't give a flying crap of Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton. They are aiming for chaos and revolution in our streets. And that's why they attacked Hillary Clinton, because they are trying to show, look, they're not listening to you. Riot. Get out into the streets. The parties are playing back and forth. And I just showed you three people, Carter Page, um, Richard Burt, and Paul Manafort. All three of them are one degree of separation from Vladimir Putin and have motives for helping Vladimir Putin. Two of them have deep financial motives, and they are right next to Donald Trump. There is some of his biggest advisors. Here's one piece of evidence that is important. I know two people that were on the the RNC platform uh, committee. And they were amazed because Donald Trump's people came in and they said, we're fine, whatever, put it in the platform. They didn't touch the platform. They didn't care about the platform except for one thing. They wanted and insisted on a softening of the party stance on the Ukraine and Russia. Well, that ties into those three men, directly ties into those three men who are his policy advisors and campaign advisors who are connected to Vladimir Putin. Now, Trump says he doesn't have any interest at all in Russia. Could it be just his advisors that do? And I don't know. I don't want to speculate. I don't, I don't know. But I'm telling you, something is very wrong. Yeah. And it revolves not around Donald Trump. It revolves around Dugan. 
Dugan is the most dangerous man on planet Earth today. He again says that Hitler did not go far enough. He wants violent chaos and revolution all over the world, and he is advising Vladimir Putin, and he is the guy that is advising who to support, how to support, and all of it covert. The the reason WikiLeaks released these, at least in the eyes of Vladimir Putin, was to cause chaos on our streets right before the convention. We know what a powder keg. It's a blessing from God that we haven't had riots in the streets. It's a blessing from God. Why would you release those documents right before the convention to show that the DNC betrayed the socialist Bernie Sanders? Riots, chaos, revolution. We'll have more on this next week because you, this, is as por- this is more important than anything we ever did with George Soros. This is very important. Um, right now, let's go to uh, Brad Thor and bring him in. Brad, this is like reading like one of your fiction books. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, the, the one thing Mark Twain, well, not the one thing, he was famous for, for many things he said, but uh, one of my favorites is he said the difference between fiction and reality is people expect fiction to make sense. <laughs> Does this make sense to you? That absolutely makes sense to me. And, to have and, kind of uh, agents, uh, agents provocateurs, they say, uh, stirring things up. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised in the least to find that there are people on Putin's payroll here in the United States that are actively involved with Black Lives Matter and other organizations that are looking to push uh, things to the edge. He benefits from chaos in the United States, period. Have you done any homework on Alexander Dugan by any chance? I've read into him since you told me about him. He's an absolutely terrifying, terrifying guy. Really horror, really horrifying, really horrifying. Okay, Brad, um, I wanted to get you on because Stu's very excited. He's had butterflies <laughs> in his stomach all morning. <laughs> I have. <laughs> well, I mean, I was very interested. I mean, we're, we're talking about major developments in the presidential campaign. And as I've proposed, uh, and if you haven't read this, you can go online and read it, but a, a plan for a conservative third-party candidate to run in a way that would not help Hillary Clinton. So it would give us an option, because it would be thrown to the House um, in this scenario, between Donald Trump and a third-party candidate. And this is all happening where no votes are ever taken away from Donald Trump in a state that Hillary Clinton can win. Because that's the problem everyone has with third party. And understandably, you're going to take votes. You're going to give Hillary Clinton the White House if you run somebody in one of these purple states. So the proposal is to go through deep red states that Donald Trump, you know, will have without even showing up and campaigning one time and run someone who's actually conservative to give us a third option uh, should the vote go to the House. Because in these deep red states, Donald Trump is not doing well. Some of them, yeah. I mean, Utah, is, Utah is, is our target in one state. And he's in with two points. Yeah, he I mean, should be 60 points ahead of her. Yeah, Mitt Romney won the state by 48. Right. And, and let's, be, let's be clear. Uh, I used to live in Utah. I lived in Utah for eight years. I love Utah. I would crush Donald Trump in the state of Utah. I would easily. <laughs> okay, so Brad, I have to know this because votes. you were online last night and you were making a big deal about running for president. And I have to know, are you serious or not? 
Well, you know, I, I listened to the show yesterday when you had Eric Erickson on, and while I think Stu's idea is, is, is fantastic and doesn't take votes away from Trump and it actually takes certain states out of play, I don't think you'd ever get the Congress to vote for anyone either than Hillary or Clinton. You couldn't even get a roll call vote on the floor of the, uh, for the rules at the RNC convention. I don't think they would decide it based on who's a third-party candidate. I think they I would go, so quote-unquote, with the will of the people, and they would look at vote tallies. Yeah, they would be they're, – they're, they are absolute cowards. Yep. They, have a more, they are more likely to vote for Hillary Clinton than the will of the people. Well, well I'll tell for, you what I, I tell you what I will do. In Glenn, I watched your interview with Dana where you talked about Gary Johnson. There's a lot of things I don't like about Gary Johnson. I like him personally. Mm. I've met him. I've had breakfast with him uh, at a mutual friend's home. I like him a lot. There's things I don't like, uh, particularly when it comes to religious liberty. But Big the libertarians time. are on 36 mm. of the 50 uh, on, on the ballot in 36 out of the 50 states. They're working on the, the last remaining ones. And if we're really looking for an alternative, uh, there's a lot not to like about Gary Johnson. But we're not going to get the perfect candidate because I'm not running. <laughs> wow. wow. So wow. he is. So you are officially popping out. out after getting everybody excited last wow. night. He was excited. He, he said, I think there's a chance that he's really going to do it. I think I actually took you seriously, Brad. Are you saying you were just, uh, you're playing he's with our hearts? a fiction writer. He's a fiction writer. Mm-hmm. Everything he says is fiction. You're just toying with our emotions. <laughs> That's all you're doing. Well, I think we've got to get out behind somebody other than Trump, other than Clinton. And I think Gary Johnson has got to be the person. So uh, he, I've he asked his conversant in the Constitution. So you heard his interview with Dana yesterday. And here we have asked Gary Johnson's people how many times to come on. Yeah, and he and they are going to be coming on. They are now because I talked to Gary yesterday. Yeah, okay. And he was like, anytime Glenn Beck calls, we, we're gladly come on to the show. I don't think. And we're that. like, I don't think you've talked to your people. We've talked to the, the National Party. We've talked. We've got, gone through the the the, uh, the, channels. the actual campaign as well. And had I talked to him yesterday, and he's like, you tell me when I'll sure. be there. I, I, Why would he okay? not want to come on? Is he okay to talk about the real sore spots? The real oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, he is. Of, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he's well, more than. There are some serious, if, serious if issues have, with him. The religious issue religious, is really important. Immigration, abortion, all kinds of things that are yeah. just not great, great with him. Go, anyway, go Glenn, ahead. When you have Gary Johnson on, do me a favor. Say Brad Thor wants this question answered, okay? Mm-hmm. Brad Thor wants to know, do you have a fence in your front yard? Do right. you lock your door at night? Right. Yeah, that's a great question. Borders guy, and I don't like that. So Gary Johnson, first and foremost, needs to answer the question of national sovereignty. Here's what I would like to happen. Even if you're going to vote for Trump or Hillary, I would really like people to start answering in polls. Gary Johnson, just to have someone who has a different point of view on stage with those two, have somebody who is talking and will challenge those two. Mm-hmm. into different different thoughts. I mean, the, the libertarian way, and I don't think, you know, the great thing is about a libertarian is they cannot affect you. They can disagree with you all, I mean, on every important issue, they can disagree, but they generally cannot affect you because a real libertarian uh, government, federal government, would say the states take control of their own border. The states take control of their own security. So Texas could do whatever it wanted. 
there are a couple of sticking points, you know, like abortion um, uh, that, you know, is killing. And so I believe it's killing. It's murder. So, um, you know, that that one has to I don't know if you can resolve that one. However, with Gary, the thing that really scares me is when he talks about religion, he doesn't believe in religious liberty. He believes that if and, and think this through, he said last night on Dana that if. Uh, you know, he doesn't agree with religious liberty that you can't discriminate against somebody for religious reasons. He said that's just bigotry. That's just that's just How's that possible, right? Because but it's here's, not if you possibly discrimination, if you, I mean that's that's my problem yeah. with this. It's fa- I know. I'm choosing not to provide a service right. because of my own religious beliefs. You're, I'm not stopping you from going someplace else. Right, but he's I, saying, and if you, but if you, if you, if you play this out. He's saying that that is just sheer bigotry. Well, if you play that out, then what that means is, where did I learn a that? Book. Let's ban yes. the Bible. Got to ban the Bible because the Bible is nothing but a bigoted book. Well, and he, there's a difference between I don't want to participate in your ceremony and I'm not going to serve you a cupcake. Of course I'm going to serve you a cupcake. That would be bigoted if, if you came in and there was a lesbian couple there and you said, I'm not selling you anything in the store. Get out. Correct. That'd that, be bigoted. That's, that's different. But... Participating in their wedding with which you have a like, religious disagreement, you can't do that. You can't if you, them you can't that. stop a you can't stop uh, uh, and then not provide a wedding cake because somebody is Hispanic or somebody is black or somebody is white. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. That's just sheer bigotry and racism. And what scares me about Johnson is, I mean, that question for a libertarian is an eighty mile an hour fastball right it's down the middle. Easy, That's the easiest thing. Easy. Of course, a business owner should not be have to be forced to write certain words on a cake that they don't want to write. I mean, that, that's that. While that might be controversial in certain circles, in libertarian circles, that's easy stuff. And that's why Austin Peterson said, well, if a Nazi came in uh, and said that they want to a Jewish bakery, would they have to be forced to make a Nazi cake? The answer was yes, right? He said yes. Johnson said yes. So there are serious problems with Johnson. um, On a libertarian scale. On on libertarian scale. Libertarian scale. And other things. However... Uh, you know, you have to, again. You're looking at the entire package here, and there are many things that he does yeah, well. Well, he's not going to win. The idea is, can you get 15 percent to be able to have an open thought to to show people? Yet yeah, there is another way, and it's not big government. There is another way that we should be looking at things. And, and well, why not give somebody a, a chance? I mean, I, we might say he's not going to win, but I mean, you put him on uh, the the stage with the two least popular uh, presidential candidates ever measured. Who knows what happens? I mean, I think people would like his ideas. I just don't I don't think he's great at presenting them, which is why I started talking about someone like Brad Thor, who is now letting us down. <laughs> well, listen, I wow, think I think Gary around. Johnson needs Ugh. help getting to that 15 percent. And if he was open when you have him yeah, on, I think there's a lot of us, Mary Madeline, me. I think there's a lot of us that actually you know can help him do? understand Here's the messaging we'll better. Here's what we'll do. We'll ask him to fly in. Let's see if we get you and Mary Matlin to sit here on the couch with him, and we'll all listen to him and hash it out. Sounds great. great. I would love to. Okay. You want me to call them, or are you gonna, you're, you're just going to get your fat butt on a plane? Is that all you're going to do, Brad, after That's, letting well, Stu down? Well, my butt is not that fat, uh, but <laughs> my wife would take a, offense to that, knowing how hard I work out. But, no, why don't you do it? People take your call. <laughs> all right. I'll, and, Brad, we'll, just we'll a, a, officially to the audience, you are going to let America down here. That is the official position. That's his campaign slogan, letting America down. Stu, <laughs> at Thor, if 2016. I was any closer to you, I would hug you and hug you, and the hugging just wouldn't stop. 
Oh, my gosh. He's threatening <laughs> he's Donald threatened, Trump. He's threatening, he's just threatened, Donald, threatened Trump. Donald Trump. Wow. Thank you very much, uh, Brad. We'll, we'll see you soon. We'll see, see you, you soon. And now this. Safety of your family. Think about the things in your home. The stuff that is priceless. The stuff that you don't want your kids getting into. Guns. Dangerous medication. Things that you don't ever want burned down. Now, think of the kids. Think of your kids. You don't have to pay $40, $50, or $60 every month for years to get a home security system that your family needs. Fire alarms, uh, uh, toxic, uh, what do you call it, uh, you know, O2 levels. The radon gas. Uh, yeah, radon gas, all, all of that. They have all of it. And you design the system yourself. It's inexpensive. It's all wireless. So you can install it. Really, honestly, it's like drill a hole here, drill a hole here, hang it, turn it on. That's how easy it is. Um, Simply Safe is having like a guard stationed at your door 24 hours a day for $14.99 a month. No contract. Cancel anytime you want. And you own the system. For the protection we trust, go to simplysafebeck.com right now and get a 10% discount. It's simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. Glenn Beck program. Triple eight seven two seven back. Mercury. I'm excited about that show. That'll be good. Gary Johnson. Oh, it'll be fun. Mary Matlin, Brad Thor, uh, and uh, let's hash it out. Let, I mean, I like it. That's a great show. I like it. That's a great show. Speaking of great shows, uh, Pat and Stu is on it as something. Uh, I don't know. But then a great show at 5 o'clock. You don't want to miss only on the Blaze TV. Pat and Stu with a fantastic show every day. Very funny. Uh, very informative. Full of rage and hate, really. Oh, yeah. Next on most of this network. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.